Mother's Day is May 12th. And in advance, Sona, happy Mother's Day. Oh, thank you, You're Conan. a terrific mom, and your kids are here today with Did us. you get me a present? I'm Well, it's not May 12th yet, but oh. I'm getting you one. Okay, thank yeah. you. Well, guess what? Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. You can shop by price category or browse curated gift lists ranging from for the mom who has everything to the gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted. I like when you can so go by easy. price because I can go right down to the bottom. Oh. <laughs> Get lines of something for a dollar. Sorry, baby. Oh. <laughs> Top gifts include Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid cameras, and the Samsung smart TV, The Frame. Oh, yeah. Shop now at Macy's.com slash gift finder. And happy Mother's Day, moms. Mm. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. Hey, my name is Elizabeth Banks. And I feel cautiously optimistic about being Conan O'Brien's friend. Who else was cautiously optimistic? Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama said cautiously optimistic. No way. Yeah. I had the same answer as yes. Michelle Obama. But then she changed it later to pessimist. <laughs> Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell. Brand new shoes, walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Yes, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Hey there, welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast. It features not just me, but two lovely companions. Um, I meant that. Sonam Obsession, assistant I hired in 2000. Nine, I believe. Yeah. And at the time you did, did you work in the travel department at NBC? I worked right? in the publicity department publicity and events department. and operations. That's right. I did I did a lot of their fun parties and, and stuff. That was, I saw you at a party years before I worked for you. Yep. Yeah, all the best parties I ever went to were NBC parties. <laughs> <laughs> Always a, a melting peacock ice sculpture <laughs> and uh, the cast of Wings. Anyway, and- Matt Corley, how are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing all right. I think I'm doing okay. Uh, nice. I am yeah. uh, I'm drinking, I don't know why, recently I just started, switched over. I had this bad habit of I, I drink a lot of diet soda. Oh. People have been telling me that's not good for you. So I switched over to uh, iced green tea. Mm. And I think I'm going to live an extra day and that's it. <laughs> I am of that mind because my wife is very much, she's so naturally healthy. Yeah. Uh, right. And I'm quite fatalistic about it. I mean, that might be an sort of an Irish quality, but I just think, ah, you go and you go. And so all this, I, I think I could eat 
all kinds of healthy stuff and drink all kinds of healthy stuff, which I do, but I don't think it's going to change things It's much. a tough call, right? Because you want to prolong your life, but you also want to enjoy your life. So where do you draw the line? Well, I would like to be a burden on my children. Okay, that's so all I want to do that no. thing where I become very old very quickly. Uh, and then I have to, uh, I'm just a huge pain in the ass. Okay. I feel like after a while, people will just leave you in your wheelchair, just like in the corner. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was just checking. You, that's, a, that's a lot of caffeine. Is it? Isn't it? Well, green tea has less caffeine than coffee. I know, yeah. but the amount he's drinking. I oh. do. But you know what? I Caffeine does not affect me. Are you uh, sure? Yes. This is a uh, fact and you can check this. Where with, would I check this fact? <laughs> I know. How would we know if <laughs> my it wife? You, you could ask my wife. I will drink coffee at night and then go to sleep. How do I you can do have, that? I've wow. had uh, massive doses of coffee and then gone right to sleep. And they say that it's a gene. That it's, uh, they say it's a red haired thing, but uh, I need tons of anesthetic to put me down. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, they have to hit me with like seven rhino darts when I go to the dentist <laughs> if they just want to put a, you know, drill a new cavity. Because they're always saying, okay, that's enough. And then they start to put the drill and I go, hey, <laughs> and they say, really? More? And I go, huh? And then uh, they come in and sometimes I've had, I've seen as many as like seven people come in with different syringes and they're all jabbing it. They're all, I know (laughs) they're all jabbing at my head. And then finally they get this, uh, this crazy Cobra to settle down and they work on my, my chompies, which is what I call my teeth. (laughs) Crazy Cobra. Crazy Cobra Cobra and the chompies. And the chompies. That's my band. I'm crazy. (laughs) It's crazy Cobra and the chompies tonight (laughs) at the Odeon theater. Is it true? The redheaded thing? And I've heard that. Really? Uh, Yes. And I've actually, no, I've heard it from uh, doctors. I actually heard it from an anesthetician that there is a, they think that there is a link to the uh, red hair gene and um, a tolerance for uh, all kinds of um, anesthetics. Was this anesthetologist redheaded? Yeah. No. Is being redheaded, and I'm not saying this to be mean, (laughs) is it an abnormality? Like, is there something about your genetic structure that is- Are you a freak? Weird and not proper. Well, uh, I wouldn't recommend it. (laughs) How about that? Because it usually (laughs) means you have very fair skin, which I do. Yeah. Which means I'm really- um, especially these days, uh, with the amount of, uh, light coming from the sun that permeates our damaged atmosphere. Yeah. I'm doomed. I'm doomed. No, and, but and, uh, we are, but, but it's a very, it's a very strange gene. Like yeah. my, my brothers and sisters are not, we're not redheads. And when I look at these pictures of me as a little kid and I, my hair was even brighter. It was like a carrot red. It's like a glitch. It's like having webbed feet. <laughs> Well, I do have web feet. <laughs> you know that, right? I, I, you know I when Prove I it. said it, I <laughs> when I said it, yeah, it's a little disgusting. I didn't. I remember you saying this when I said it. I didn't know that you did, but oh, yeah. well, oh, this is like when I showed my back. Oh God, look yeah, at that. Yeah, that's a um. Yes, uh, my was it my third and fourth toe. There's webbing. In between it. Did, you, did your mom, um, did she like, I don't know, was she drinking? Well, she was drinking plutonium <laughs> in the uh, second and third trimester. You're like the water world guy. You're like a mariner. You can swim faster. Well, you uh, evolved. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm more highly evolved because I have 
webbing on one of my feet between yeah. the third and fourth toe. You know what's a drag for me? Swimming? No. The sun? I'm quite a good swimmer. No, what's a drag for me is by, if, if I wanted, and I don't, but I was in a, like an REI once, and I love REI, and I say that all the time, but it's like my happy place. I love to look at all the different gear. And uh, I went over to the like boot section to check everything out, and they had those oh. kind of cool things that you put on your feet, and it's like a, a rubbery glove that goes on your feet that uh, allows your foot to move more naturally, and they're designed in such a way so that each toe slides in. You're calling those cool? <laughs> The toe shoes. The toe shoes. Yeah, the you dodged that, a bullet. Yeah. Hold on. This person was telling me all the advantages of them. This is a very sad moment in my life. This woman was saying, oh, they're really it's great for this and great for that. And I said, well, you know, I'll, I'll try one on. So she went and she started to slide it on my foot. And because of my webbing, it stopped. And she kept pushing. And she said, what's wrong? I can't get this on. And I was like, ah. And then she took it off and she went, ah! <laughs> Monster! <laughs> Monster! <laughs> Rhino darts! <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just uh, my webbing. Yeah. Now, I know that... I don't really think those are cool, but you know when you can't have something, you only want it more? Yeah. yeah. So the other day I'm walking along and I see this guy strolling in those same feet gloves and he's strolling along and I'm enraged really? that I can't have that. Oh, yeah. you dodged a bullet. Those shoes would give me toe claustrophobia. I, c I couldn't put those on. Toe claustrophobia. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um. Here's what I'm going to say. I have heard those shoes are better, but I also think your abnormalities. Stop. What are you? Why are you? Which are. Stop saying Like your freckles too probably aren't. I'm saying there are normal people and then there's <laughs> abnormal people with abnormal qualities. What's sad about freckles <laughs> What's sad about freckles? <laughs> You're not trying. You're not freckles. trying at all. <laughs> I'm being scientific about this. It's not normal to be a redhead. I'm, I'm, I'm like two minutes from being chased into a tower. Yeah. At, that's then set afire. Yeah. By an angry mid-century mob. Yeah. I, uh, you know, what's sad about freckles is that it's the it's a terrible idea, but it, its evolution was was thinking uh, we got to help this guy out a little bit. Let's give him a little <laughs> bit of skin tone in tiny splotches here and there all over his body. And I'm just keep thinking about wherever the assembly line is, wherever dimension the assembly line is. They're like, oh, he has no melanin. He's just the whitest thing we've ever seen. Uh, uh, give him some protection. What do you mean? splatter him with a little bit. Okay. Okay, we did. It doesn't look right. Hey, change his hair to a carroty orange. How's that? Does that help? Not really. I've got it. Grab his left foot and create a duck-like webbing between his third and fourth toe. Should we do How's both feet? No, no. Oh, okay. What are you, stupid? Sorry, sorry. Just the left. <laughs> Good. I think he's ready to go. Ugh. Hey, I know. One last thing. Load him up with self-hate. <laughs> and pull the lever. There he goes. Oh. Where did he land? In that family where everyone's yelling. Hey, my grandpa was a redheaded 
fellow, and I have very mm-hmm. fond memories of him. And I think you're a fine-looking, distinguished gentleman. Thank you, thank you. I uh, what the fuck? That. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> well, listen, I'm the asshole now. Oh. You are. I'm the asshole. Well, you know what you yeah. did. I'm yeah. saying scientifically, these things are not given to everybody else. <laughs> you're you're saying <laughs> in the assembly line, they're like, oh, fix it. I I think in the assembly line, they were like, let's fuck this one up. She's 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 saying you're abnormal scientifically. I'm just saying. Let's fuck this one up. Who on the assembly line ever says that? What Keebler elf ever? What 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 technician at Ford or Chrysler or BMW ever said let's fuck this one up? Let's make him really tall and skinny too. Let's give him really long feet and make him super tall. There's a reason a lot of people aren't redheads. I'm just saying. What's the reason? Because it's not normal. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm good. I love you. You know I love you. I know that you, I know you love me. Yes. The way uh, Cher loved the boy in Mask. Um, (laughs) uh, Rocky Dennis. Yeah, sure. Sure. I'll throw in a Rocky Dennis reference anytime. Thanks a lot, Sona. I love you too. And I'm going to go out and fit myself for a bag that goes on my head. Uh, All right. Let's get into it. Uh, My guest today is an actress, producer, and director. You know from such films as Wet Hot American Summer, Pitch Perfect, and The Hunger Games. Her new movie, which she directed, I love this title, is called Cocaine Bear. It is out right now. Awesome title. I'm thrilled she's here today. Elizabeth Banks, welcome. Thrilled to have you here on the podcast. That's a, that's a strong word. I am thrilled. Aww. I'm going to say that because a number of reasons. Uh, always admired you and think you're uh, incredibly cool. But we also became friendly. Mm-hmm. You and your man, me and my lady. I love. I'm in it for the wife. That's the only reason I'm friends with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I get yeah. that. What's your saying, Sona? Uh, the, my favorite thing about Conan is Liza. Yeah. But by yeah. the way, I I remember talking to someone. Liza's like ten years ago now. And they were like, you know, I liked you when I met you. And then I I met your husband and I liked you more. (laughs) And I thought, I think that's a compliment. I'm not sure. I think. I don't know if it is. But it made me feel confident that I chose well. You chose very well. Right? Like he can hang out. He's nice. He's, are you kidding? He's He's a delight. He's really smart, cool. uh, and, And we've hung out a bunch of times in situations where, we're on vacation. We bump into each other. <laughs> yeah. And let's just say a skiing kind of place. Yes. Uh, and um, you're with your family. I'm with my family. And we end up hanging out. And I remember very clearly you inviting us over for charades. Yeah. Uh, one night. And running charades. You were running it. Yeah. That's, no, it's called running charades. What do you the mean? game is not just simple charades. It's running charades. Like you have teams in different parts of the house. Okay. All right. You have to run to get your clues and then go give them. That's right. We yeah. were all in separate parts of this house <laughs> yeah. and you was, it divided us into teams. And then we had to run and there'd be, I don't know what you'd call this person, the wizard or yeah. the, whoever, the, yeah. the game master. The game, the giver. The giver. <laughs> the giver. Was on these back stairs and yeah. would say what the clue is. And then you'd have to run back to your team. And here's what I learned that night. 
You're one of the most competitive people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks is terrifying. You are a terrifying person. Truly, no one who actually knows me would disagree with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> and what's great is that you were really determined to win. And I kept thinking, this is fun. But then you'd win and you'd be like, in your face, <laughs> we won. I don't, I, you're not wrong that I don't. I'm not a I'm not a gentle uh, winner. Where does that come from? Because we have some things in common. We both come from Massachusetts. Yep. Obviously, I'm 70 years older than you, but uh, you you come from Pittsfield, Mass. Yes, and uh, you know, large Irish Catholic family. That's right. I come from we, Brookline, we, Mass. That's one of the things we've bonded over yeah. over time. Yeah. So how did you turn out cooler than? Me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. You, you, you actually are. You yeah. are though. Yeah, you kind of kill well, it. Well, you so. know, so half my family is also gingers, and so that's another thing I like about you. You remind me of home and all the best things. <laughs> but I didn't Depressing. get the, I didn't get the ginger, so I think that's part of it. Like I didn't have to grow up worrying uh, daily about like being made fun of. <laughs> oh, okay. Now it's good. Like nobody gets made fun. First of all, you're not allowed to make fun of people now. I don't know if you know about that. I know. Like that's not allowed anymore. Right. Can't do it. It's, it's keep kind in mind at all times. That's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's what we're trying it's, to. I think making forward. fun of people is going to come back and going to come back strong. It's gonna, and I'll be ready. There's going to be whisper campaign. You wanted to come back, but oh, yeah. didn't people make fun of you? Why would you say that? You yes, always I mean, say you were awkwardly tall, had Really long legs. You yes. were like yes. forty yes. pounds. Yes, uh -huh. uh, yeah. yes. I was mocked uh, and abused, uh, but in the best ways. What? I just, I just. <laughs> I mean, I had a, I had a great bully, like a really good bully. She was excellent. She was good at her job of the bully thing. She and frankly, like, what a great. She was a professional bully, pretty much. Right. So I had to walk. Like, I know this is very tropey, but I did walk through the woods, over rivers, the whole thing to go to school. Mm -hmm. And after school, those woods became like the bully zone. You know, like if you were walking home afterwards and you didn't want to smoke cigarettes with the guys who hung out on their like dirt bikes, yep. you just got bullied by them. So I don't understand bullies in the woods is a whole different thing. I remember encountering bullies over near Stevens Market at the point, <laughs> uh, not far from our it's one house. One of the packies, one of the packies. By exactly. Your house. <laughs> and, and but but what I I'm just imagining walking through beautiful woods. Yes. In in this nice part of Massachusetts, this rural part of Massachusetts, and then. You just, a bully steps out behind a tree. <laughs> That's yeah. literally what it was like. <laughs> That's literally what it was like. So, but the great news is that I stood up to my bully in like fifth or sixth grade. It must have been sixth. I was, because I was in middle school. Uh-huh. North middle school. That's all we had. North, south. You yep. went to, I lived <laughs> off of North Street. This is North middle school. And, um... <laughs> I came, she was pushing her friends into me in the line, you know, in the lineup to go back in from lunch or we didn't have a recess, I don't think in sixth grade, maybe. Anyway, and um, I, and I, I finally, I just had it and I turned around and I pushed her back and then she fell to the ground in front of everyone. And it was super embarrassing for her. And I was like, I'm a superhero. <laughs> I mean, I those are, never those are, felt like yeah. the adrenaline of like the whole thing and like, <gasps> I've defeated my boat, you know? And the best part was I happened to be chewing gum. 
which is not allowed. And so I didn't get in trouble for pushing the ground. No one saw because there was like a whole group that like circled around us, you know, at the moment. And then someone, one of her friends like pulled her up and everyone was just in shock that I fought back. Yeah. And then, um, and so I turned around like, <laughs> tuned my gum with my adrenaline running. Yeah. And the like monitor at the door was like, you, Elizabeth, gum. And was like, you have detention. And the worst thing at that moment I could get was detention because the bullies all got detention. And so then you had to walk home the 30 minutes later, there was no one in the woods to save you if you were alone in the woods with the bully. I had to go with the pack. Yeah. So I literally, I remember I went to the, the detention person, I don't know, and was like, I can't stay after school. Like I'm being bullied by this person. I can't say their name because I don't want to get them in trouble because I'm not a narc. And, but <laughs> all, I was, exactly, all I was doing was doing gum. Can I do it? Like I'll do extra homework, like anything, but I cannot walk home alone 30 minutes after school ends. And, the, and I don't know, they took, they took, they took pity on me and I did not actually have to serve detention. And you so I got away with everything that day. And I was like, I felt pretty darn good. Yeah. You know what's I fun? think that's what it is. I think you have to fight back a little bit with the bullies. There's a, a quote you have that I, that I saw that I thought is really fascinating, which is you, I think I'm getting this right, but you said, you feel like you're a character actor that's trapped in a leading lady's <laughs> body. And I thought that's so true because, and I'm, you're stunning. You're stunningly attractive. No, seriously. I'm, yeah, I'm, you are beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, you should just, yeah, you're beautiful. We're not right. being nice. Yeah. We're, we're sort of just like stunned. Uh, and I feel that way every time I run into you, um, and you've, but you've got, you know, it's, it's crazy to act like it's a contradiction at all, but your comedy chops are yeah. so crazy Aww. good that to, to have both and then also to have all these other ambitions that you have, I think is uh, very, uh, maybe it's, it's unusual. I, you know, it it didn't used to be that. I, I think about like the old movies stars of, you know, the Greta Garbos and mm -hmm. like the Mae Wests of the world. Like they were so cute and like even like Katherine Hepburn and Audrey Hepburn they they got to yes they were like leading ladies I mean Audrey Hepburn probably more than the rest of that list but they were like you know Joan Crawford was like abroad you yeah, know like yeah. she really got Rosalind Russell like Auntie Mame was like my favorite thing growing up like I was like I just want to be Auntie Mame and that that's what's always appealed to me you know the um just people who really got to chew up the scenery and like do physical comedy as well as, I don't know, do everything. It, well, and then there became like these ingenues who were just like damsels in distress. And I've played a lot of those. My like girlfriends, the girl, you know, there's not much to do. Just kind of like be in the movie with the guy, like, you know. Well, it's <laughs> so funny because. It's just not really, I don't know. Uh, when, when I saw you in 40-Year-Old Virgin, uh, obviously <laughs> you were, um, you know, crazy attractive popping on the screen, but also the way you were playing it was so funny in a different way that I hadn't quite seen before. Aww. Did you know? And I yeah. remember thinking, she is so funny in this way. I haven't seen anyone else quite do this. <laughs> it could have been a character that was just kind of there, but then right. it just became like a really funny character because yeah. you so did so much fun doing that. Yeah. Beth. <laughs> <laughs> With the, I think, a little thong sticking out. I did add a thong sticking Not that I remember. Yeah, yeah you really remember that <laughs> been, I was escorted out of that movie four times. Um, <laughs> you kept coming back in? Yeah, I kept coming in and I saying, it's my right! <laughs> Weird. I have not seen that movie in a long time, but 
You know who did was my friend's kid who's 13. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. oh, wow. oh wow. He's like, so uh, he had a bar mitzvah and then he watched the 40 year old virgin. Yes. And I was like, I'm like literally his like auntie. And now what he'd like to speak with you if possible. I was like, what were you thinking? He's like, I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? I got to say, everywhere I go, people are talking about Monopoly Go. And for good reason. It's an absolute hit. Yeah. I love Monopoly. People love Monopoly. And look, Monopoly's been around for a very long time. It's one of the oldest board games ever. Okay? Okay. But lately, I walk around and I just hear like, Monopoly Go, Monopoly Go, Monopoly Go. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? What are you guys talking about? And they say, we're playing Monopoly Go. You can play it with your family, your friends. It's a straight delight. There's always something new to do partner events where you can build on each other's boards and crazy tournaments with team events you can recruit your friends for, or you can just compete to outdo them all on the leaderboards. Mm. And when you're not messing with your family and friends, Monopoly Go is always throwing new stuff at you. They have taken Monopoly to the next level. I didn't think Monopoly had to go to the next level, but they did. (laughs) There's timed events like massive multipliers for all your winnings and challenges like treasure hunts or money sprees that have fun new mini games. Plus, with tons of rewards to collect, like stickers for trading with friends and hilarious emojis that are perfect for gloating, there's always a reason to dip back in. Yeah. Man, they cracked it, you know? They did. So join the fun. Download Monopoly Go now free on the App Store and Google Play. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend is sponsored by ADT. Now ADT professionally installs Google Nest products so your home is safe and smart. You can check in on your home and manage your security systems from virtually anywhere. Google Nest cams can tell the difference between a person, an animal, a vehicle, or with the Nest doorbell, even a package. You can know that there's a package out there. I know. And not a person. You don't have to that do helps. anything. Yeah, sometimes a person rings the doorbell and I think it's a package. Anyway, <laughs> and with Nest Aware as part of your monthly ADT service, you can get 30 days of event video history, even smarter notifications like when a familiar or unfamiliar face is seen. Plus, when every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. You can view video of an alarm event and verify or cancel an alarm with just a tap. Mm. I'm always setting off alarms accidentally. This is helpful for me. Oh, good. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, well, you got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google, Nest Cam, Nest Doorbell, and Nest Aware are trademarks of Google LLC. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all sometimes have issues or things we need to talk about, get off our chest. I have that all the time, don't you, Sona? I do. Yeah, and we need people to talk to. And we carry around different stressors. We carry big stressors. We carry small stressors. Uh, I was raised in a culture where you're supposed to kind of bottle it up, and I've learned over time that that's not the best thing to do. If you do let things rattle around in there for a while without talking it out, it can affect your life very negatively. Well, therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. BetterHelp's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. A lot of people have a barrier towards getting therapy because they think, well, I don't know, I've got to find the person, talk to them. What if I? it's not a good match? I Then it's awkward. 
None of that. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Conan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Conan. Also, you have, I mean, in the comedy world, like people like Paul Rudd, you've really clicked with him. I think I've worked, yeah, I've worked with Paul like six times or something. Now, maybe like four or five. A bunch. A lot. Yeah, I mean, he never calls me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's Rudd. Just how he is. Just busy being Ant Man. (laughs) (laughs) Don't belittle. He's. He's belittled. He is. That's how he really is. That's the whole point of it, Conan. His whole power is that he is belittled. You're right. You're right. How dare you belittle (laughs) Ant-Man? Paul, wherever you are, we're sorry. So tell me about how you, because I'm I'm curious about just getting the arc here. I know that you- The arc. I'm trying to, that's what I- I know, I like it. I'm trying to find because- You're doing a timeline of my life? I know you- Okay, I understand where you come from. Yes, you and, better and than most. I understand that Irish Catholic thing. It's so funny that when you said that you were chewing gum, my mom, who's a wonderful woman, a great mom, but she had this almost Victorian Irish Catholic uh, division when it came to the boys and the girls. So she had this thing where my my brothers and I could fuck up in any way. Oh, and she'd sure. be like, oh, those boys. And if uh, if- one of my sisters chewed gum. Yeah. She was like, you spit that gum out. You know what you look like? A tramp! Yeah. Constantly. And and we'd be in the corner. I'd have like nine sticks of gum in my mouth. She wouldn't say anything to me. No. She'd say, oh, he's a good little boy. Let's hope that hair changes color. (laughs) And then she'd whip around and one of my my nice sisters would come in and go, hello, mother. You! Yeah. Spit that out. I remember I wanted to get my ears pierced and my parents were like, you're going to look like a pirate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay is that bad I don't even know if that's no, bad any, it, it was so strange only pirates have their ears what I don't think that's true no but also we're talking about like the 70s for me yeah. and like 80s for you and it's just like this uh, I don't know it's this crazy time no it was I, I think it's just how some family my family was like that they but, let Danny get away with anything and then with me it was totally different so the rules our, are different in Armenian culture it's, I guess it's the same thing which is, is Danny's the boy so he can do whatever he wants yeah but I didn't know Irish families were like that too right but oh I'm my guessing, god yeah my uncle my mom is one of seven there's six girls and a boy oh. my uncle who I love love you uncle Ricky um who I think's Matt Conan um he, but he like got kicked out of schools and kicked out of high school and da, da, da. he's on the hockey team. He's lost all of his front teeth. Like he's like, you know, plays a super ultra fun. Like went to Harvard. Like, do you know what I mean? No one cares. Like yeah. they, they just get away with whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You know? It's the way it should be. <laughs> it's the way it should be? Yeah, I, I think so. I think it builds character. I thought we were complaining about it. You were saying that's how we should. I know, and then I realized, what am I sticking up for my sisters for? I love that gum. Very deserving, but like girls always had to, I always felt like the girls had to work like twice as hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And also I think about the picture of me in my little virginal white, you know, first communion dress. And it's like, that's how they want to picture you all the time Mm -hmm. when you're little. 
I wore the same dress at my communion. I'm <laughs> <laughs> wondering what that was all about. Uh, I remember being scared of communion. You communion know, or confession? What's confession that? was terrifying. Yeah, confession's terrifying because you'd go in there and I would always freeze up and just make up things. Because I'm not going to say what I'm really doing. I would. No kid says what they're really doing. No, no doing. kid says it. You don't go in there and go like, well, anyway, I touched myself. You don't yeah. say that to a priest. No. God. Meanwhile, they're, you, they are so they're way they're psyched if they hear that. Though. Yeah, <laughs> but you know it's so weird. Like you don't see the priest. There's just like this silhouette. But yeah. you lie. Don't you feel they, guilty lying? Well, you I, say and I lied, and then you get forgiven. So it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Is that how you ended every confession? And then something else, and then hey, it doesn't fucking matter anyway. Does it? Does it, Padre? Chomp, chomp. My dear, are you chewing gum? You don't fucking bet I'm chewing gum. I remember going, sitting in the pew and going, This I was in high school and our friend, his name is Gordy, he goes in and, you know, we all would make a pack. Like, I mean, you're not going to tell him this. this I'm not tell him we're having, you know, sex or anything. And it's like, no, of course not. So it's like, yeah, like you go in, you'd be like, I, you know, I took the Lord's name in vain and I yeah. fought with my parents and I lied and da, 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 and I cheated on a math test, whatever. And then, you know, and you just kind of like, fine, you'd be like, five Hail Marys. Okay, yeah. great, right? That was t- very typically how it went. So Gordy's in there, and all of a sudden, we hear like the priest kind of start like raising his voice, which never happens. Right. And then Gordy kind of comes out bright red, won't look us in the eye, like goes up to the front, kneels down to start doing what, you know, is normally five Hail Marys. So we're all like, what the heck just happened with Gordy? You know? So we go in, I go in, and then we all, uh, we've all gone. We've all gone up. We've all done our prayers, our little penance. We're all standing out front for like half an hour. It's getting dark. Gordy's still up there. (laughs) (laughs) And to this day, I still am like, you don't know what he did? What the hell did he tell me? But he had to say like 700,000 Hail Marys. Like, like I, like I would think it was like, you're, you might go to hell for this. (laughs) Oh my God. Poor Gordy. I don't know what he did. We gotta find out. We're gonna get some people on this. It probably wasn't even anything. Gordy and Pittsfield Whatever Gordy said. (laughs) You know, it's crazy. When you think about it now, it's such a weird thing. We all just accepted that you say to the priest, I did this. I stole, you know, I ate a piece of chocolate cake when I wasn't supposed to. I took the extra Pop-Tart. I used the Lord's name in vain. And then it's like going to an auto body guy and he gives you an estimate. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, "Ah, right off the top of his head, that's six Hail Marys, three Our Fathers. Maybe do a rosary. Do a rosary, you know, whatever. And you just like, like he he can hear it. Like one of those people that can guess your weight. Yeah. 162. Wow. You nailed it. And if you get a second opinion, it's probably like fewer Hail Marys. You know what they should have had is another confessional where you could say you know what let me let me get another rate i'm gonna get another i want to know if i can do it in three hell marys can i get into heaven with just three but i really did i lied and just would say things like i and and they were almost biblical i and i envied i i yes, coveted you had to covet my neighbor's wife something it's like how old are you 11 exactly i lay with the sheep I, you did what it's all biblical nonsense. Such I know. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Organized religion. Yeah. There so, it was. So um, I want to ask you about, because it feels to me like in your career, I mean, I loved you on 30 Rock. And I think that was supposed to be just 
I mean, it wasn't planned to be a recurring role. No. And then uh, you came on as uh, Jack Donahue's uh, <laughs> yes, lady. Love interest. At love interest. And how quickly did you know? Oh, this is going. This is going places. Well, I went in for. I had two episodes. I think was the initial like offer. Like, come in and do a little quick thing. Two episodes. I was playing. You know, this news. This Fox News mm-hmm. type cast newscaster Mm -hmm. and um and then like a month or so later it was like hey did you did you like doing that you want to come back and do this (laughs) sure and then it was like three years later and suddenly i was pregnant with this baby and we were getting married (laughs) (laughs) that's nice so it's pretty nice and and uh, yeah i really enjoyed working on that show loved it and uh and then of course pitch perfect is where it felt like things really ramp up in in a great way because you get to you get more control you get to move yeah closer into a different role well we my so my husband and I who have a company together brownstone productions we produced pitch perfect mm-hmm. all three of those and I directed the second one and you know it was my first foray into doing yeah make, making more of my hollywood life i guess and just right. acting and hanging out by the phone waiting for somebody to call but you know, it's it's occurring to me now. I'm remembering that <clears throat> Lucille Ball. You see uh, photos of, of her in the 1940s. Stunning. I mean, like, like you, a a leading lady. Yeah, but definitely a character. Like she's someone that that's who I should have named when I was naming those. Right, names. but the, you but, know what? Can we edit that? No, we we, we can't afford that. <laughs> Make sure no I money did, for that. I didn't mean to say Audrey Hepburn. Fuck Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> I meant it's to say Lucille Ball. Someone went after Audrey Hepburn. I went to say Lucille Ball. Is but you know, when you see, you Which know, people true. think of her as Lucy and wah, and the the you know, yeah, and, of, and 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 you see pictures of her uh, in the, in the forties, and she's just drop dead, yeah, supermodel, gorgeous, uh, and then to have those kind of comedy chops, but then she and her Business husband chops. take over. Uh, yeah. th- th- they figure out a way to own the factory. And I think they had the largest deal at CBS like that had ever happened at that point. Yeah. At some point. I think like now Ryan Murphy has one of those or Shonda Rhimes has a bigger one. Right, <laughs> like right, in the right. day, that would have been Lucy and Desi's. Yeah, company. but also they, I don't think it had been done before. No. I don't think well, anybody had done that. I mean, taken, they, taken control, you know. Of the whole thing. Yeah, and I think that there used to be just a different attitude. I mean, obviously in the 20s and 30s and 40s, like shut up and act. Don't worry your pretty little head about it. Yeah. We'll take care of this. And so. And suddenly they were like, no, 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 you can't do any of it without us. We own the whole thing. Yeah, it was amazing. They're, they were incredible. They were incredible at business too. Yeah. Something to truly strive for. Yeah. Lucy. Well, I wanted to talk to you because the last time, this is, was a very funny thing. I was talking to you. I saw you around Christmas time. Liza and I see you and we're hanging out. And we get dinner. And this really happened. I'm telling you about this trailer that I saw online. Yeah. And I'm someone who, um, if something grabs me, it really grabs me and I can't stop thinking about it. And I watched this trailer and then I watched it again and again and I was showing it to my kids. uh, And it's the trailer that had gone viral called Cocaine Bear. Oh, yeah. So I talked to you and I go like, oh man, this thing, Cocaine Bear. And you went, yeah. And I went, oh man, I don't see that. And you went, you, you do know yeah. that that's my movie. And I didn't know. Not, and I was talking to you about you, Cocaine Bear. You were. And it was so, I mean, it's I felt story. I felt like an idiot, but also you could, what's nice about it is you could tell my enthusiasm was genuine. Real, yeah. yeah. It was real. I was like, oh my God, because 
I thought this is the best title for a movie since Pootie Tang. <laughs> <laughs> like it's one of the best titles for a movie. It's an amazing title ever. And uh, and I just because all you need to hear is Cocaine Bear. Yeah. But then I I see the trailer and I was like, oh, gee. And like everyone else who saw the trailer, like what the. You get, it's a big like, what? They made, that's real? They made this? They allowed people to make a movie called that? And then um, I was very excited because they said, hey, uh, Elizabeth Banks is coming on the podcast, which I was very excited about. And they said, um, you can check out Cocaine Bear if you want. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, no, we'll give you a, a link and you can watch it. So Liza and I watched it and uh, I had a blast. We Thank had an absolute you. blast. And there are so many sequences there. I mean, I was- there are so many sequences in the movie that I kind of want to watch a few more times. <laughs> and I don't want to give anything away, yeah. but- uh, We do, we tuck a few things into it that I hope make people want to see it twice. Like go like, wait, what was that line that she said again? Yeah. What was that thing yeah. that she did? And you know what's it's fantastic is, all you need to know is it's cocaine bear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my only disappointment is at the end, the bear doesn't become like a producer. <laughs> that would have been a really good ending. He's a very- he's on the lot. He's on the lot. He's a very, and he's still doing a like, ton well, of cocaine. Totally. And it's a, a, occasionally attacking like a tour van. But other than that. <laughs> um, but what was really nice about it was I think doing, I think the combination the peanut butter and jelly sandwich that is scary and funny is probably almost impossible to pull off. And you pulled it off. It oh. is scary and funny. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the challenge of it, right? Like that was the the tone and the script that I thought, oh, if I get this right, I think it can hit. And and But it, yeah, it's a fine line to walk for sure. Because there are moments where I don't, uh, there are times where uh, truly- <laughs> the bear is doing something absolutely terrible to somebody and I'm howling. Yeah. I'm laughing and also shrieking at the same time. And you don't want to hear me laugh and shriek at the same time. I, I, won't, I won't, no, you don't, you don't. It's really good that I saw this. I'm glad you had that reaction because I've, I've only seen it with audiences, you know, yeah. and seeing it with audiences it's pretty intense because, uh, you know, I mean, you'll have couples having completely different reactions sitting right next to each other. Like some that are just like, I, Wah! you know, and others that are laughing like in the same moment, you know, which is very fun to see. Yeah. All I'll say is there's a whole scene that involves EMTs and an ambulance <laughs> and it plays out. And I'm just like, uh, and, it, and it goes on for a while and it just keeps ratcheting <laughs> up. To the point where I think this can't get crazier, crazier, and then it doubles. Yeah, uh, and um, uh, and the other thing I really liked about it is I, and, and we've talked about this before. We won't name names, but there are movies famously that star kids. Yeah, that, <clears throat> and I'll say it's so tricky because some. Yeah, a lot of times I watch movies with kids and I don't like the kids. Yeah, and I'm in general. Uh, I, I like children. Oh, I really you do? do? Oh, that's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I root for them because yeah. that's the future of the species. It's very controversial. I don't, don't want to spend time with them. <laughs> but I'm told my own children are lovely and I will meet them one day. But uh, the the girl and the boy uh, who are central to it yeah. are great. And, and the boy is, I think, a real find. He just gets a lot more totally. screen time. Yeah, yeah. But he's a real find. And I liked him. Yeah, he has some great lines. He's a, he is a, for sure, a, um, an audience favorite. Yeah. 
I think putting kids into adult scenarios too, like truly adult scenarios is always, to me, can be very funny. Right. And the movie is really about, I really love making movies about underdogs generally. Mm -hmm. And I like multiple POV. I've, I've made three films now. They all are like, you know, many characters. I've never just followed, you know, Jack right. Reacher or something. I don't right. know. Um, so the, the notion that we could find like kids to put into this, scenario I was like well you're never gonna have a bigger underdog than like anybody meeting a bear that they don't know is high in cooking right <laughs> like I don't care if you are Jack Reacher you are an underdog yeah. in that scenario also I just love I, I, it was so funny to me how much the bear enjoys cocaine <laughs> he really likes it and and uh, and then once he gets a taste for it, you know, God help you if you have some cocaine in your back pocket. Yeah. Uh, and um, it's all based on a real story. Well, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. And and frankly, partially based on this notion. So in real life, let's just say the real life bear. OD'd big time on right. the cocaine, right? right. So it Which is a good message to get out to those kids. Yeah. But I think the movie is not pro drug, by the way. The movie is oh. very much like drugs is bad. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. It is. Um, so I, I feel like I stayed true to my, you know, to, uh, we're, we're keeping it clean for the kids yeah. in that yep. regard. Um, but the real bear truly obviously loved that. I mean, could not stop eating it to the right. point where it's like the necropsy on the bear, it, you know, was like it's a heart exploded. Every organ inside of its right. body. Was the like, bear itself became a good poster child for don't do drugs. Correct. Yeah. It really did. Um, but I remember when I read that story, which was, is about this drug runner, Andrew Thornton, um, who opens our film, dropping these drugs out of this airplane and then he ends up in a whole other scenario. Right. Uh, but basically that this bear was like collateral damage yeah, in yeah. this, you know, bizarre drug run scenario and the war on drugs and hut da da. And I just, I remember feeling deep sympathy sure. for this bear. Like, what the fuck? Like this, that's so. And so when I read this script, I thought, well, this. This is the revenge story for the bear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, the bear didn't ask, ask for this. The bear didn't want it. The bear didn't that. call his dealer. No. And say, get over here. The bear was like, I mean, you put these drugs right in front of me. Right. I tasted them. They made me excited. I needed more, you know? <laughs> and now, so now in the movie, we just imagine, well, what if that bear ran into a bunch of people? You know what? <laughs> and I, I, I don't, I don't think I'm giving anything away when I say, it's, uh, and you learn this in the movie, but I thought it was a really cool distinction that uh, th there's a real distinction between brown bears yes. and uh, black, black bears. bears. Yeah. And black bears are thought to be much less worrisome. Yeah, and they so, are, they truly are. Yeah, like they, this, we shouldn't create, I don't want to create like jaws here. Like I don't want everyone to be like, I can't be, you can, you can see a black bear yeah, and yeah. not totally lose your mind. I mean, don't go close to a wild animal. Do I really have to say that out loud on the <laughs> right. podcast? But and maybe don't give it like, a lot of cocaine. Don't give it cocaine. <laughs> yeah. No. So, but it was what I, there's a thing in the movie where people make assumptions about this black yes. bear <sighs> because black bears are supposed to be pretty harmless and they don't know the, what's the backstory. They yeah. don't know what this, what's in this oh. bear's system. <laughs> so they're like, oh, don't worry about it. And uh, bears are friendly. Yeah. So um, I, I was, yeah. That's one of my. That's Jesse Tyler Ferguson's character is like a like a PETA bear expert, yes. right? Like he loves animals. He calls them friends. 
He doesn't. He he's don't. really funny. <laughs> and you know what? I, when he first came on camera, I didn't recognize him. I know. Thank you. And uh, and and then uh, Lies is the one that said, oh my God. And I was laughing and thinking, oh, this guy's <laughs> terrific because he looks quite different. Yes. And then uh, Liza said, that's, Je that's Jesse. That's Jesse Tyler Ferguson. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. He's great. He's so great. We've been old friends. We I made one of my, I think my second movie ever I made with Jesse in Vermont in the late nineties. <laughs> and, um, he actually played a, an anti gay priest or like seminary student or something, yeah, yeah. which is obviously clearly not his life since he's <laughs> married to a man with children. He changed a lot. He, he saw, I don't know. Yeah. He saw the light. He, I was really testament to his acting skills. Yeah. Conan. Cause he really played that up. Um, how excited were you when it's Christmas time and the trailer hits and people were freaking out and it's blowing up? Was that, is that a fun experience? Well, I mean, I would think it would have to it's be. Thank, you go like, oh, thank God. You know, you just are so relieved. I would say I was relieved more than anything. And I don't know. I also, though, I'm like, I, I still has to translate into people buying tickets and putting their butt in the seat. And I don't know if that, I don't know what's happening in the world. Anymore. Well, it's a crazy, I mean, it's a crazy time. <laughs> yeah. There's giant tectonic shifts happening all around us that we can't control. Yeah. But uh, I think you've got a really good head start with Cocaine Bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm very glad that you enjoyed it. Yeah. And just the two of you snuggled up in your house. There was no snuggling. <laughs> Liza called a halt to that year. <laughs> um, yeah. Just, well, it was uh, very fun to make. And uh, yes, I was I'm happy that it. There's that the pieces of it that are in the world so far are being well received, of course. But we'll see. You get, you know, I'm so you're it's like your baby. Like you just are like, <gasps> I was, you know, a ball a wreck of nerves when we put the trailer out. Is this because it's funny, you've achieved so much and in different ways, but just talking to you, I can feel that you are you're tough and you're tough on yourself. Probably yes. tougher on yourself than anybody. I mean, I think that. That's true. Yeah. 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 I do also though I I'm in my mind I'm like, you give yourself grace, you give yourself grace, which I am trying to do too, more of like give myself grace. Because I do think the the guilt and pressure of being a working mom too is like it's real, unfortunately, in our society. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so I truly bringing myself a sense of yeah, it's okay. I I, enjoy, I really enjoy getting to collaborate and make things with people. It's really fun. I love entertaining people. I love making people laugh. And if I get to do that, it's like, it's, it's a privilege. It's an honor. It's all the things that it is. It's also really hard work. And it also always takes me away from other things I also like to do, like going to my kid's basketball game, <laughs> you know? And so just making sure, I don't call it balance because I think that's... But there is no balance. Yeah, when people know, say, "What yeah, is that?" There is no balance. I don't know what that means. I mean, I just, am, in other words, I'm just trying to, uh, like, be my the best version of myself. So mm -hmm. that's being creative, doing the collaboration, having fun with what I'm doing. Like, you know, taking advantage of the 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 um, relationships I've made along the way. You know, and 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 hopefully. Grow, planting seeds that can grow later so that this can keep going, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, that's what I think about, like the big picture stuff. But at the end of the day, I also am 
just trying when I when it isn't great because sometimes it's not great or I'll have a bit like a bad day or a you know uh, blah, blah. and by the way when I watch Cocaine Bear I'm like Oof. there's still things I'm like god damn it why did I cut that line or oh I should have cut the like it's still not exactly right but I like the idea that there's at some point pencils down and you just go yes. like well I did the best I could do with the time and money that I had <laughs> and the resources and the people and the da 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 and that's the grace I don't want to talk to an artist who. Uh, says no, I nailed it. I mean, and nothing who, can yeah. be changed. No, that's that, yeah. that's not no, no, that's not the way it is. You can always hear something or see something. Totally. I want to bring up quickly Ray Liotta, who's one of my all-time favorites. And this must have been. Was this the very last thing that he that he worked on? Um, I I I am not one hundred percent sure, so yeah. I don't know. I, well, he went to the Dominican Republic where he passed away to do another project, and I don't know how much he'd actually shot of that before yeah. he passed, but. I got um, to know him a bit just over the years interviewing yeah. him. And uh, I mean, obviously you get to know him from Goodfellas and that's such an iconic role. And um, then when you talk to him and he's just shrugging and being self-effacing, totally. you, can't, you can't handle it because you think, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, I, I, um, I think it's okay to say this. I went to like a memorial for him after mm -hmm. he passed away. And I thought what was so sweet about it was that the guys that were there, like his best friends who were, were like from high school yeah. in Jersey. Yeah. Like, you know, they're like, they're just the guys that he's always known that that know him as like kind of sweet and, you know. It's Ray. It's Ray. Yeah. And like, he had a dream and he was, a, you know, and he thought he was going to go to Hollywood and like, they're all still like, and he did it, you know? And he was like, I'm doing it. <laughs> like, it just this beautiful sense that he kind of really appreciated it and knew where he was from and loved doing it and all of those things. I, I think I, that I says, him. it says a lot about people that have that kind of success and there's, but they're still good friends with people they yeah. knew in high school, college, grade school. Yeah. I've cut all those people out. Oh. <laughs> they had to oh. go. What? Why? You well, were just, as soon as you went you, on TV, you were like, well, Hey, what's the point? I had to cut them loose. <laughs> You know, can't have that those guys hanging around. But you just said it says a lot about someone. Oh that no, still, I does. Oh, I'm a okay. terrible person. Oh, okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure I understood what you were saying. Okay. I can't hang out with those Brookline creeps. <laughs> Brookline. <laughs> Do you go back a lot? Do you go back to Massachusetts? Or um, not as much as I want to. I yeah. just got a I just got a suite at the Garden. Nice <laughs> for Madonna. Nice. Uh, I'm very excited. Yeah. So I will go back. I'm going to bring all my my cousins. You know, the love all that. Be I have so much. My sisters, my other sisters. How many? How many other? How many sisters? Well, I'm the oldest of four. Okay. Yeah. So I don't have that big of a family. Right. But my mom is from seven, and my dad's from eight. Oof. So I have a lot of cousins. I have a lot of first cousins. Right. And then we'll be. Well, we're going to have a blast. Well, I'm taking them all to the suite. At the garden. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, thank you for thank you for inviting me. I'll be there as well. Oh, I didn't hear <laughs> the invitation. I don't know if you are you yeah. a, are you a Madonna fan? I mean, I feel like I would you say could I'm, get down to some Madonna. Oh, some I hot, the old was, school hits. You know, it was never in my wheelhouse. Uh -huh, I think no. that's fair to say. I, you're I, more I, like imagine. a Springsteen guy, right? That's your vibe. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like a, oh, 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 Springsteen. I love Bruce Springsteen. It just wasn't I, during the. Uh, I'm going to say I didn't. I didn't go whole hog on the Madonna phenomenon when it was happening. I appreciated it. Yeah. 
And I think she was uh, a great uh, showman. Yeah, she show is a person. Show, she's a show person. Yeah, right? and uh, and she certainly killed it and uh, did a you know so. But it's just not quite in my see. I think like me and my gals, we're gonna lose our minds. You know, it does like the soundtrack to our youth. Mm-hmm. We did, we did like a virgin and holiday and you know the whole like a prayer and the whole. Yeah, see, thing. I was too old for that. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. And that was like we thing. did like dance routines to it, and we had to do the moves. You know, this was MTV. She was like on the videos, and we all dressed oh, she was like ma- her. She we was wore huge. all the. You know, the bracelets, the rubber bracelets. I mean, you know, we worshipped her. So yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Anyway, well, that, I, that that for sure is I'll be home in the summer and I'll be seeing Madonna. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, I don't know. I think How I, often do you go back? I go back uh, when I, whenever I can. My parents still live there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, most of my family lives within like 30 minutes of where I grew up. Yeah. So I go back every chance I can get. Um, and then walk around and just remember the old days. There's the, there's <laughs> go the to foot, Duncan. There's the, I go to Duncan. Of course. I walk by the football field where I had no involvement in football. I was, I was wondering where that was going. <laughs> I go to the old baseball field where I had no involvement in baseball. <laughs> uh, you reminisce about not doing sports? I, yeah, I reminisce um, about being in my room studying. <laughs> That's the room I studied in. Uh-huh. And then what happened? Then I took a nap and then studied some more. <laughs> oh. not, they're not good stories. Oh, yeah. I had a few scrapes in my day. I was uh-huh. a real rapscallion. Yes. Um, well, the movie is Cocaine Bear. I want to make sure I, when does this drop? This will, the movie will be out when this episode drops. It's okay. out. It's yeah. out now? Yeah, We're pretending it's out now? Right. This comes out the, the Monday right after the release. Ooh. Oh, great. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Cocaine Bear is out now. Yeah. And congratulations. And uh, thank you for letting me hang out with you and your family occasionally. Thank you. You, for hanging you up my those. cool factor. Yeah, and my kids quite an accomplishment. are like, who's that tall guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's that tall lady hanging around? Wait, it's wild. It they don't, you know, they don't have any, like, they don't want late night TV. They don't yeah. have any, you know, there's no notion of that right now right. for them. Whereas well, when we I, were growing up, it was like Johnny Carson and sure, yeah, SNL it, and the whole, you, of course, you yeah. had to do the whole thing. I, uh, If it's okay, I'll come over to the house and um, Blay, you'll come with me and we'll load up a bunch of... <laughs> Like best of Conan stuff on a computer. Oh, I need your kids. A, a they're, bunch. They're gonna. A bunch of? I, yeah, I need your a, a bunch of. They're gonna start asshole. getting into it. We're going to. Um, all I need is about six hours with your kids and some energy drinks, and then that'll be and a large screen. And well, we'll have already, and then they'll start worshiping you. They you love the Simpsons. Go. They love the Simpsons. There you go. So but we, I literally were like, he wrote on the Simpsons, and yeah. they were like, oh, okay, right. now we like, now, now we, we now get we're it. sort of now we're into it. I just say, well, he was an accountant on the Simpsons. Really right. He sort of worked on the books. I was going to say, because you said that you're going to take Blade to her house, you can just email YouTube clips and stuff. No, like, I, yeah, need, you don't no I, need to, I need to be there and I need to be gesturing to a screen going, see? Now wait, wait for it. Wait for it. And then Capelli. What do you think, guys? What? Pay attention. They're like 11. They'd be like, yeah. all right. Start, Is it on TikTok? They start crying. Yeah. All right. Load up the next one. <laughs> You're bringing blame. Yeah. 
Why? Wait, bring up the next one. Why? He's the AV guy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You gotta do AV up the next one. Here he comes. Another remote of you delivering food. Yeah. Chinese food delivery. Here he comes. Think a guy who delivers Chinese food, right? You've seen them, right? Hey, where are you going? Pay the fuck attention. Mom. Who is the guy who lived under the stairs? Who lived under the. Oh, that was Letterman. That was Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott. See, that's why I need to be there to educate them. Right. I don't want them. See, if I let you do it. Oops. I'm showing them Letterman. Yeah. Oops. If I let you do it, you'll you'll be like, oh, I showed them all the classic Letterman. And the kids will be like, man, that Letterman's so sharp, so good. And I'll be just, you know, okay, yes. Yeah. He's yeah. the best. But I'm coming over. I'm coming over. Blay, Blay. I'm there, dude. Get I'm there. Dude. We're going to put the money. We're going to put, we're going to have it transferred to like 16 millimeters. And show it on a... All right, now coming up next, you see, this is 1998, Conan. Now you yeah. see my face fill out a bit. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, such a joy having you here. Thank you so much. Oh, Congratulations on everything and uh, and especially Cocaine Bear and give my best to your old man. All right, you give my best to Liza. I call her my old lady. I call her your better half. <laughs> so does everybody. Thank you. You know, Scotty's cares about the environment and has strong values they stand behind. Plus, Scotty's facial tissues are super soft, strong and absorbent, and easy on the wallet. Whether you've got allergies or just a case of the sniffles, stock up on Scotty's facial tissues so you can stop wiping your nose on your sleeve. Isn't that disgusting when people do that, Sona? I just don't like that. No, I don't like it either. I like I like to wipe my nose on your sleeve, oh, but that's... not my sleeve. Yeah. Well, my sleeve is made of Scotty's tissue, so that's a... <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. That's a very cool fashion statement. <laughs> hey, and stop offering guests toilet paper to blow their nose into. That's disgusting. Hand them a Scotty's facial tissue instead. You can find Scotty's facial tissues that come in beautiful box designs. Put one in every room. Why not make your guest feel like a king or queen? Hmm. If someone offers me a tissue, sometimes people say to me, Conan, would you like a tissue? I say, is it Scotty's? And if it's not, I just swat it away. Oh, okay. Scotty's is better at what counts. For more information, visit scottysfacial.com. way in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we were all dancing the jitterbug and the Watusi. Okay. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone <laughs> cuckoo. There's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's <laughs> happening anymore. But guess what? In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. The great taste of Miller Lite. Are you with me on oh, this? Oh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, and you know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. Yeah. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not oh. with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm -hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it it's less filling, Miller Lite, or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, right. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. 
undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. I think everybody does this. I was driving into work today and I had the radio on and Neil Diamond's song came on Forever in Blue Jeans. Oh, you know that one? Yeah. Money talks, but it don't sing and dance and it don't walk. Forever in Blue Jeans. And I remember, you know, when you hear a song, it takes you right back to that moment in time. I remembered it was time to go to school and my clock radio went on. This would be in the 1970s, whenever that song was a hit. And I'm up in the attic in my parents' house because that's where they made me live. <laughs> it's really <laughs> like flowers in the attic. You just Jeez. forgot really? the child. And it was really <laughs> they would throw her. They would throw her a roast up there every now and then. <laughs> but I was living at the end of the hall in the attic, and uh, it was really cold up there. I remember that. Um, like put your feet on the floor, and it was really cold. And I don't know why, because heat's supposed to rise, but uh, for some reason in our house it didn't. Um, and anyway, I can still picture the clock radio. It was a gift from my uh, Uncle Gavin, who was my godfather. And the clock radio uh, came on. Neil Diamond's song came on, and I was listening to it. It was a big hit at the time. And I thought that the song was called Reverend Blue Jeans. <laughs> and so- <laughs> For years, I was like, "It's Reverend Blue Jeans," dun, 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 dun. and I and and then it wasn't till years later that someone said to me, "Oh, I love that song forever in blue jeans," and I just got really quiet because I knew oh. that I'd been living a lie. And then I realized there were so many times, and I I think this is maybe peculiar to me. I know a lot of people do this, but the song "Dirty Deeds" and they're done dirt cheap. Yeah. I swear to God, I used to sing it as dirty deeds and they're dundergy, which the, doesn't even make nothing. I just thought, oh, they're Australian. Oh, it's, I just thought, oh, these Aussies, they're probably like, it's dirty deeds, you know, oh, it's a dundergy, you know? And so there's a roo and there's a dundergy. And- It does sound like, like a didgeridoo and, no, and like thought, a wallaby yes, mixed up. Wallaby, didgeridoo, yeah. you know, shrimp on the bobby, dundergy. And so I remembered- <laughs> Singing it really loudly in the back of our uh, our family oh, station no. wagon and going and their dirty deeds and their done dirty. <laughs> and my brother Luke was like, "What the fuck is your problem? It's done dirt cheap." And again, I was humiliated, but I just so I started thinking about these today on the way over, which is just how um, how I would. <laughs> and I remember. I swear to God, uh, Van Morrison's famous song, uh, Brown Eyed Girl. Yeah. There's that part where he says, um, and I swear to God, I wasn't even trying to be funny, but when I first heard that song, and I didn't know what the dirty implication was, but I used to sing, because he says that part where, um, hey, there we go, days when the rain changed, you know, and then he gets to the part where he says, um, going down the old mine, with a transistor radio. Like go down into the old mine with a transistor radio is what we used to do and listen to music. I thought it was, 
And I'm not, people are going to say, oh, you're making this up. I'm not making it up. I honestly thought it was going down on an old man for a transistor. <laughs> <laughs> Radio, and I didn't know what going down meant. I just, you know, it's first of all, you can't fucking understand Ben Morrison. Oh, that just conjures the whole scenario. So then later on, when I start to figure out what that means, I'm like, that better be a really good transistor radio. He's just sitting on a park bench going, "Hey, blue boy, you like music? Music? Oh, sure, and I do. I like music. I wanna." Uh, how do, much you do, like, you, do you like subterranean environments? <laughs> <laughs> well, how much do you like music there, lad? Uh, oh. But I honestly did used to sing. And now, just in defiance, because that song comes on all yeah. the time. When that song comes on, when it gets to that part, I belt you out. You should. Going down on an old man for a transistor radio. <laughs> do you remember that song? I mean, things are tough. And, I mean, we're talking about Belfast. That's where he yeah. grew up. Yeah. I'm sure it was hard to procure a good transistor radio. You did what you could. And if old man McGinty had one, uh, you do what you gotta do. And yeah. what if the kid like got it because he wanted to give it to his parents for a Christmas gift or something, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a sweet story. But then it. it's like that, there's that O. Henry twist, yeah. which is the gift they got him was a blow is, job. is that you never have to give a blowjob to an old man. <laughs> <laughs> a certificate that says you never have to do that. And uh, that's how he got them the transistor radio. Do you remember the, that old the, song that goes, uh, I might like you better if we slept together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was, my mother'd get better if we slept together. <laughs> hey, that's a line I used to use a lot in the 80s. My mother's ill, but she might improve if we were to have sexual relations. Never worked. Um, that's, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of those. Yeah. I think a lot of us do it. We mishear things. And uh, do you I, I, no, I, I don't, I think, I think I get 90% of the lyrics I sing. Is this because we learned in a previous segment that you have perfect hearing and that No, we... no, no, no. I'm I'm saying I don't hear the lyrics oh, properly. Oh, oh. I think I think I am the uh, opposite of what a musician of who a musician wants to listen to their music because I don't really listen to the lyrics mm -hmm. that much. Uh, Mike, I just listen When to I was the at songs. Saturday Night Live, Mike Myers told me that he thought ELO's hit song, uh, The Evil Woman, yeah. was Medieval I've Woman. I thought that too. And, but yeah. I think that's a very common There's one. There's a few of those. Like No one else thought it was Dirty Deeds and their Dundergy. No. No. And no one in the <laughs> no. history of the world thought this kid is blowing an old man to get a transistor radio <laughs> yeah. in Belfast. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, when I get it wrong, I really get it wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, it's almost an art what you're doing yeah well i am the joyce of my time just some woman named joyce just a woman named joyce <laughs> she's her carpool night is thursday is thursdays uh, i don't know yeah not, not that joyce no oh for god's sake not that joyce uh all right apologies to everyone who will never hear brown-eyed girl the same way again you guys tell your dungarees you love them dungarees dungarees it's dungarees peace out Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, with Conan O'Brien, Sona Movsesian, and Matt Gourley. Produced by me, Matt Gourley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solitaroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. 
Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering by Eduardo Perez. Additional production support by Mars Melnick. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com.